Alright, hello, Idiot's on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Barrett. Hey, how are you, sir? A bonus podcast. We haven't spoken in a while. Literally, Indeed. like, we, we've spoken since we've re- recorded because there are uh, many things that we can, that we have to talk about off air. Yes. Many of our deep, dark secrets and, you know, where, where we put the hobos we killed and, you know, the drifters and the hitchhikers, <laughs> where their bodies are. My goodness, I was going a very—I was going to go in a very different direction than you did, but yeah. Um, yeah. But there. Uh, but uh, either way, what uh, we we have been trying to touch base for—I don't know—over uh, a week now. Just yeah, you and I personally. Indeed. So, what's been going on in your world? We spoke for about one minute yesterday, where you said you were doing something. You've started a—you've uh, started doing something. I'll just let you talk about it. Hmm. Okay, I will warn you in advance that uh, I've not had breakfast, and so I'm hungry, I have a cup of tea, and I just had an organic gummy bear as breakfast, so the little bit of sugar I had may make me a little bit hyper, because there's nothing else to balance it out. All right, um, this is going to be quite a rabbit hole, I'm just warning you. Most of our conversations usually are, if anybody's in, listened to them. In, yeah, you know. Seriously. All right, so I've been reading a lot. I've been really examining my own life, right? Like, who said it about a life unexamined? An unexamined life isn't worth living, something along those lines. I don't remember who said it. Emerson Thoreau, one of those cats. I don't know. Anyway. Charles Manson? Sure. Might have been him. One of the other great geniuses that this country's produced. Um I really started going down that path, right, about about a year or so ago, maybe. Just kind of unbeknownst to me, I started asking myself certain questions about my own life, right? Like, if I look around and I stop blaming other people, if I look at what's going on, is there something I could do about this that would make a difference, right? So that was kind of the original premise, really, that was born out of seeing a video of a gig that was really good and being like, wow, what would it take to get on this gig, right? And what could I do that would facilitate my getting on this gig, which led me down this whole path, right? So I've started, you know, getting my finances in order, just not even getting them in order, just learning what it means to have finances that are in order, right? What do people who have money do with it? How do you save it? How do you invest it? What do you do with it, right? Um, figuring out parts of my own personality that I don't particularly like and then looking into them and being like, well, is this some fundamental thing that is at the core of my being and I'm just unhappy with it? Or is this something that I learned? Is this a learned behavior that has become a habit over the past 20 years that I think of as some core personality trait that's really just a bad habit that that left un unattended to grew to epic proportions and now I think of it as part of the kind of uh, part of the an integral piece of the puzzle that makes up me when in reality it's just a, a piece that doesn't belong there do you know what I mean and so kind of going down that journey which just you know oddly enough led me to education right so you start reading and studying and finding people who are like you, but smarter, right? Like 
I think of people like... Um, In my case, who isn't that? Hey. Right, there oh. you go. <laughs> well, no, the second half, the smarter. Who's right. like me? I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> Got to get a self-deprecating uh, joke in there. Of course, of course, it wouldn't be an official "Too Ugly for TV." I mean, just the name in and of itself gives that away. But yes, but I, you know, there are people. My favorite authors and favorite musicians and favorite people in general tend to be people who reaffirm things I already believe. Just go in on it better and deeper and more more. Uh, efficiently than I do, right? Like okay. I read. Mm-hmm. Before I let you go too deep down this rabbit yes. hole, isn't that the way most people are? And isn't that what is damaging about places like Fox News, where I agree with this point of view, so I'm going to ignore facts and only watch this? Ah. Now, so okay. I mean, the, well, you just the, said something the, that's very scary. I, I yes. actually turn on Fox News occasionally so that I can just sort of see what's going on out there and go, oh, okay, that's what they're listening to. Um, right. Uh, okay. Well, and, let and, me. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me let me say this, and I I will say this not in a way to be uh, depreciating the value of Fox News, but no. Go ahead. I'm really, all about depreciating their well, value. I mean, it's not that. It's more like there's a key element that 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 you're missing in that statement that. When I say it, it's going to sound mean, but it's not really meant to be mean. It's just meant to be honest. What I said was finding people who are smarter than you, but like you, right? And Fox News is not actually made up of people smarter than the people who watch Fox News. It's made up of the same people who watch Fox News who just No, they're more to shrewd. Be, they're better. Right. Okay, I hear where you're going. But right, you know right. I, like, I, like, I ignored the initial statement. Right. Since, right. since you had been talking for two minutes, my attention span was gone, and I focused right. on what you just said <laughs> as opposed to the overall message. I will fully right. admit to that. But again, that's right. an American trait. We only see or hear what's in front of us, not the overall context of the message. Yeah. It's many people. It's one of our failings. Yeah, absolutely. And But, I mean, but that's a real thing. But what you're saying, but, it, well, and this is the rabbit hole that led me down. This is the funny thing, right? So I started thinking about this. I started reading a bunch of James Baldwin and W.E.B. Du Bois and all this other stuff, like all these really famous black intellectuals, right? So I'm reading the works of these famous black intellectuals from the past, you know, there's over a hundred years of this information, right? And so I'm reading the stuff that they're saying a hundred years ago. I was just, wait, are you saying blacks have only been intellectual for 100 years? <laughs> no, but black people in this country have only been really writing words down in a way that people could probably process them and get them for the past 150, I would argue. I don't know that that's completely true either, to be honest with you, but I would argue that because of slavery and things like that, the, the, the written word for black people like the written word was not how intellectual property was passed down. It was passed down through storytelling. Storytelling, yeah. Right, and so when black people started writing stories down, then there's this whole thing, right? But what I realized was that, you know, 100, 150 years ago, you had people like, you know, W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington and all these people who were all black intellectuals who didn't necessarily agree with each other but all made valid points. And one of the major points they made is the same stuff that we're dealing with today. The funny thing is that 100 years ago, 100 and some odd years ago, these people spelled this stuff out, exactly what would happen. But because of the ignorance of this country, because of the unwillingness to 
accept an idea that did not come from the mind of some European or European-based person, all the everything else was considered invalid. And okay, that's a I'm, real problem. It mm-hmm. is, but I'm going to interrupt you right there. Yes, and absolutely. It's, it's, it's not a European thing. It's not a source material thing. Sometimes it, it, it very often it is source, but it's not always. Because as you are saying that, today... Donald Trump is meeting with people in the video game industry because he's saying, oh, the video games, they cause the shootings. And you and I are old enough to know we've heard this before. We have seen video games come around as the focal point for blame and Hollywood back in the Bob Dole, Bill Clinton election. I mean, and before that, we heard, I was just going to say, before that, it was the PMRC. You got there right before I did. So... History, sting, uh, history will teach us nothing. You know, history repeats itself. So, yes, they may have figured things out 100 years ago. And, yes, because they were African-American, darker skin tone, and uh, not European, they were ignored more. But the phenomenon of having an answer and not listening to it is just commonplace. We repeat our failings over and over and over. We just did it. What happened? We came out of the um, Bill Clinton presidency, and even though everything was riding high, we had a great economy, everything's going well, voted for George W. Bush. And he, you know, did what he did with every... It was like people were writing stories saying, you know that every company he's been in charge of has gone bankrupt, correct? And then he bankrupted America. So we got Obama, went through eight years of rebuilding and success, and people went, yeah, but Trump. So we don't learn our lessons no matter what the situation. So apologies for interrupting. I don't know what path you were going down, but I just wanted to make clear that 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 is a human failing of knowing what to do and not doing it anyway. That's just how humans I mean, are wired. I, I, I see. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Here's the problem. See, and this is this is something I, I didn't even want to get into because I just am not even quite ready to talk about it in a way that is like I feel like the way that I'm going to talk about it is not going to sound the way that it needs to sound. Um, all right. Yes, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter because no matter what we say, people will interpret it how they want to. So you can say something crystal fucking clear and people will respond how they want to respond. And I'm not making fun of you. I'm just laughing at the absurdity of that's the way we are as, as, you know, walking apes. I mean, you're right. I mean, but here's the thing. You're, You're absolutely right. Here's the problem. There's a fu- there's a fundamental problem that happens here when we have a situation where the the equation might be done properly, but the wrong information was inputted in at step two or three. So even by step 40, when everything was done correctly, it's still wrong, right? Part of the problem that this country has on a large basis is its inability to to admit its own shortcomings, right? And, and that's the real problem. Like, we have a real ethic here of white supremacy. And that doesn't mean racism, right? I don't mean racism because that's just, like, nonsense. Like, racism is an institution. It's not a thing that people do to each other, right? Racism is, like, racism is not building libraries in places where people of color live or something. Like, that's racism, right? The day-to-day shit that we do, that's not racism. That's a country that was born 
on the that was built on the ethic of white superiority. And that's something that black people do to each other and white people do to each other and everybody does to each other because we're all raised. Like I was actually literally I was going to post something today about it uh, and I wrote it up and I was actually going to send it to you to, to read, to proofread for me. But part of it is like when you have a situation where you have a kid, a little white kid walks into a a school and shoots up a bunch of people and everybody's response to it is he must have mental instability. When Dylan Roof ran up and shot up a bunch of people, anytime white people do something that is really, really horrible, they're made, there's an excuse for it. There's a rationalization for it. Not that the kid is fucked up. Not that he's some kind of asshole. Not that he really needs to be over-medicated and popped into a cell for the rest of his life. That he should be talked about and studied and figured out what went wrong. I know exactly what went wrong. I can tell you what went wrong because every black person knows exactly what went wrong. And that's the problem is like black people are put in this unfortunate position where we can see something that you guys can't see because it's you guys. Right. Okay. So well, you can't say, see. say what went wrong because I don't disagree, but I also do fully believe that yeah, there's a men- mental instability there, and whether it was not whether or not it's conditioning from the racist groups that both uh, Parkland and Dylan Roof were a part of, that you know is a soft, weak mind that was controlled by hate. Um, sure. It shows that there's weakness there, and weakness is. I don't, so what, what do you, if you say you can see okay. it, what is it other than right. there is something this disturbingly is, wrong okay. going on inside that fuckhead? Then let, let, let's, let's go back a couple of years. Let's go back a little bit, right? Okay, here's a perfect example. I'm over at my dad's house the other day watching TV with him, right? I go over there, check in, see how he's doing, whatever. He's an old guy, you know? He's sitting around watching some cowboy movie that I think is absurd. I'm watching some colorized movie with all these super clean people who live in the middle of nowhere, and I'm supposed to believe that this is... like. Whatever. So we're watching this movie, right? And some blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman almost gets raped, but it's dark out. So she thinks it's this Native American guy that they call an Indian. So some Indian guy raped her or attempted to rape her. So they find this guy and they kill him, right? Turns out it wasn't him. It was some white guy who did it who was trying to take over this oil oil field or some shit, the oil well, right? It's not That's the point. If they're going to colorize a film... What they should also do is at the point when they realize it wasn't the Indian, it was the white guy, they should put in that Price is Right horn. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, right. you've already colorized it, so like, wah, right. wah. Right, exactly. And so the, so at the end of the movie, and this is the real thing right here, this is the point of all of this, right? At the end of the movie, when they find out that it was the evil white guy who did it, not the whole nice, wholesome Indian guy, right, the woman goes, but Rex, how was I to know? And I didn't know. It's not my fault. And he goes, don't worry, baby. It's not your fault. He puts his reassuring hug around her and tells her it's okay that some man is dead because you're a racist asshole. It's okay that he's dead. You didn't mean it. If you knew, you wouldn't have. And then all the townspeople who've been hating this guy the whole movie and been against him now find out that the Indian guy is innocent and that this guy risked his life and, for, and, 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 and gave up what would turn out to be tons of money because the oil well thing was on his land, but he was willing to forego all that for the honor of this wronged Native American guy to prove that he was right, that the guy was wronged, right? So the white savior clears the good name of the now dead 
Native American guy, and the townspeople are like, oh, but Rex, we didn't know. We're a good town. We're full of good people. And Rex goes, yeah, man, I think I might live here now and stay for a little while. <laughs> and everybody's friends, because we're supposed to believe that that's a snapshot of history, that somehow, while this country was raping, pillaging, destroying everybody's culture to, to build this place we call America, that somehow within that, everywhere that white people went, they were just and fair and, and better to people who didn't have the technology that they had were helpful and that they gave these savages Christianity and that made it okay that they slaughtered them wholesale, right? We have this belief that everywhere white people go in war is done out of the, uh, the, the desire to make the planet better and that everything that white people do is great and that all the standards of beauty that are created are there. Now, here's the problem with that. I, I don't disagree with any of now, that. Now, white power. Now, right, exactly, right? Now, right, the problem is that white people have viewed civilization and that, European that, By the way, that, that quote of mine will get taken out of context at some of point. Course. Someone like the, the Me Too movement of right now, <laughs> anything ever happens to my career, someone's going to go back, find this podcast, yank me saying that out, and just play that clip, of and uh, it'll ruin of my career. Of course. Or it will make you famous among all the Trumpies. Um, Both, yeah. <laughs> which will also be taken out of context. Um, but, no, but you know what I mean? Here's the problem. The problem is not that. The problem is not that, right? Because half of what we call racism is just majority politics, right? White okay, but let me, let me interrupt mm -hmm. you for one quick second because sure. I always come at it from a devil's advocate point of view. Sure. Could it not be... Um, like Dances with Wolves was, uh, no matter how you feel about the film, the, the, the point of the film could be, and I don't know which one you're talking about, don't rush to judgment. Yes, they, they gloss over the ending where everybody hugs and is okay, but the whole point of the film is, you know, don't rush to judgment. And the reason I used Dances with Wolves as an example is because I remember full well sitting in the theater. I remember, and the scene where uh, Wind in His Hair goes to steal John Dunbar's horse and Dunbar's naked and pointing a gun at him, uh, there was a woman sitting in the theater right behind me going, oh my God, shoot him, shoot him, what are you doing? Shoot him, shoot him, oh my God, shoot him. And then at the end of the film, you know, when, when Costner's riding off and, you know, do you not see that I am your friend? She's crying. She's just crying. And it's like, well, I hope you learned something, you dumb cunt, because, you know, an hour and a half ago you were saying shoot this guy just because he was stealing your horse. So... Could that not have been sort of the point of the movie is, sure, I get your overall point and it's not lost on me that the the idea that as white people were slaughtering Native Americans, we were also patting ourselves on the back saying we're good people. Um, but at the same time, the movie could be a reflection of, hey, you blamed this guy because he was different from you and you were wrong. Do you see per person watching this movie? Don't do that. Don't do that. Well... I would say what else would be the point of the movie to make that unless it was, you know, this, this we're going to trick the audience by making the Native American guy innocent. I mean, Wasn't that the point of that shitty um, movie with Matthew McConaughey where Sam Jackson killed uh, the racist yeah. that or shot or oh, tried to? I don't God. know. Yeah. Yeah. That film was pretty bad. But, you know, I mean, it, it, but but this is what I mean. Right. Like and this is what this is the thing that like. And I'm going to tie this into to this really profound moment that I had, right? 
most of the time that black people or people of color or minorities or whatever are used in film or TV or something like that, it is used as an attempt to liberalize the white person, not not justify the black person, right? When you see Jodie Foster and her cool, older, good-looking, light-skinned black friend runs up on her when she's running the mile or whatever in the beginning of the movie, and it's like, don't worry, Jodie, you'll do great for your exam, and blah, 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 whatever. That's that's really, that black person I thought person she said there's there. a phone call for you. Right, it's something. I don't know what she said. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is. It could be that. It's... It, it's but it's something stupid. It's something insignificant. And then she says okay. And then I think the black character shows up one more time to say something else. I don't know, but whatever. It Actually, is, now it's I want to watch the movie because I think at the beginning there was a white guy that told her that the director wanted be. to see her, it, and then her friend at the end told her there's a phone call for you, and it was right. Hannibal Lecter at the what, end. What I remember is that I all I remember is that there's some black woman in there, and that might not be the right movie. Let's pick a different. No, one. you're it, right. It, there, it, it she's very light skinned black. But it, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Is that generally speaking, when black people are used in these films, it's used to liberalize white people. The point of that movie where where Matthew McConaughey is there is not to show that racism exists. It's to show how far white people have come. That's the point of the movie. So when you say, what's the point of it? The point is to completely keep reaffirming a way of life that ultimately people know isn't true. And here's the problem. And here's how it affects white people directly, Right. As black people, we are fundamentally aware that everything you guys do is not great. We're fundamentally aware of it because we've been the victims of it for centuries. So we fundamentally are aware of it. But because of movies and cinema and all this other stuff, people have made what you guys seem to think of as unconscious choices. There were actually conscious choices designed to reaffirm a way of life. And because we are aware of that, it is our job then to kind of educate white people about the ways in which they've done things that are really fucked up, that really hold them back, right? Because by not admitting that you guys are not perfect, that every place you guys go is not done out of altruism, and that you guys are not the philanthropists of the world, it lets you off the hook when you're not actually good at something, when a black person does do something better. Like, half the reason why people are, why all those poor white people are pissed off that Obama is president is because as poor white people, they've been lied to their whole lives and taught that, be, that as white children, as the, four, as the descendants of settlers, the original people here, somehow they deserve something greater than everybody else does. And that because they were smart enough to trick people into or beat people with brutality into doing their work or committing wholesale genocide in this country, that that was okay. No crime was committed when they slaughtered all these Native Americans, when they enslaved all these black people, because those people deserved it because they're less than human. That belief that you, when you fundamentally can look at another man or woman that you've been raping nightly and then that child... You can sell that child to someone that you know is your kid. You know that you made that kid with that woman that you raped and then you sold that kid to somebody. You sold your own flesh and blood to somebody because it was half of something you considered not human that you've also been having sex with nightly, right? What kind of disconnect has to exist in a person's mind to be able to do that? And it sounds extreme, right? And it sounds like, 
like we go in on this stuff as black people. But the thing is that I fundamentally can look at white people and see the disconnect in their minds where they where you get to the point where you're liberal, 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 but then still fundamentally believe that what was done in this country was the right thing to do because you gave people Jesus and you saved them from the witch doctor or all of this other stuff, right? Now, this is where it gets interesting. Okay, but for I me. don't think mm-hmm. I, I don't think everyone thinks like that. It sounds like you're dealing in absolutes, and I think that there's that was probably the manner of thinking somewhere in the 1950s. But I think we've been growing away from that for quite a while, okay. and there are still pockets of it, and I think it's probably very prevalent. But I wouldn't say it's All you know right. 90% percent anymore. I would say that. Uh, all right. I, I wouldn't me, give uh, a percentage, but I would me, say we're, we're ask you a moving question. away from that. Let me ask you a question. Trump shows that we're not completely away from it, but I'd say that I mean, he shows it by a large margin, arguably. Right, right. Not, not just stupid people voted for him. Very intelligent people voted for him also, theoretically, mm, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go and say or, if you or, voted or, for okay. Trump, you're stupid. Let's, or just but, No, you're right. You know what? Not just stupid I mean, people voted for him. Some were actually just assholes. Sure. That's how we want to look at it. But, I mean, you have to keep in mind that the same country that created, you know, a need for black people to be able to reaffirm their, their themselves as human beings, as men, as people deserving of something, right? Every day we have to wake up and kind of snatch the lives away from people who were trying to suppress us for years and years, right? The same country that created that need created that need for white people too. So white people were the favorite child for a long time and now they're not. And now that for the first time in history, people are actually having to think about what they say. What? I can't say the nigger at work? No, you can't say that. Why? That's political correct nonsense. No, it's not. It's just being a reasonable person. It's just being a nice person. That's what it is. It's not political correct bullshit. You shouldn't go to work and be, so yeah, some spit guy was pumping my gas today, or I went to the dot head store and got a cigarette. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't say that kind of stuff because that's not politically correct. It's racist and assholeish, right? And people well, I don't think... say that, but like, but, but, but let's tie it into real basic shit, right? Let's take one of your jokes, right? One of your jokes that I actually find really funny. Not actually, because most of your stuff's funny, right? But what I mean is like when you say to white people, what would you do if you found out that your wife used to date a black guy? Now, in the minds of liberal Wait, white dudes. this is one dudes, of my jokes. Right, right. Remember you said that like, or you and I talked about this. We talked about like finding out that like your ex- your, your, you, what did you say? Come on, guys. You really want to picture your, your girl dating what, Mandingo or something? Do you remember this joke? Do you I remember that? that you, I hate that you know my act better than I do. This actually <laughs> happened to me last week in Colorado right. Springs. After I did my, hey, everybody, I'm going to you know buy my T-shirt. I'm going to tell another joke, and then I'll get out of here. And this woman from the audience yelled out, tell this joke. And I, and I actively paused and went, I don't know that joke. And she goes, no, no, it's you. I watched your videos on YouTube today when I was deciding whether or not to come here. And over the course of two minutes, I figured out what joke she was talking about, and I did it to the best of my ability, and she was so happy. And I'm like, I'm sorry that I don't know my act well enough for you. And she laughed. But that this, what you're doing right here is it's, it's not the first time this has happened. I don't remember my own. It's all the drugs I, you did in the 60s. <laughs> no, it's just the fact that I'm incredibly stupid. Um, but I, I do want to. So I, I agree. You know, th- there are p- 
pockets, uh, and, and not just po- not small pockets, there are big pockets of, of people who would say, what do you mean I can't say that nigger and all that shit? But do you at all worry about the pendulum swinging the other way, like Chris Rock said, where he can't go to a college campus because he goes, hey, uh, the black kid over there, and they all go, oh, you can't call him the black kid, you're putting a label on him, you have to say the kid with red shoes. That's a Chris right. Rock quote. Like, how... Where is the middle ground where obviously racial slurs are horrible, but now you have social justice warriors saying we don't label people by anything. Or actually, you know, I got in trouble for that. Um, yeah, I, remember. I did a college show where I said, uh, I can't remember their names, but I'm like, hey, what are your names? Karen and Tiffany. And I said, oh, those are the whitest names ever. And I got lectured by a young, by a 20 year old black girl after the show where I'm sitting there like, I'm a grown-ass man, and you're trying to talk down to me? Fuck off. But I'm just sitting there shrugging, like rolling my eyes. Is she saying, you said that those were white people names, and that draws attention to the fact that they were white, and we're trying to be all-inclusive here. And I'm like, fuck you, I mean, cunt. Yeah, what, what you're talking about is just the incredible naivety of fucking young people, right? Because um, I do think that they have a point. But I do think it all gets mixed up together and gets lost. You have the one side pushing too hard for their racist ideology, and you have the other side pushing. And I fully believe, and maybe it's because I'm a white male and I don't see things the way you do and don't live life the way you do, obviously, but I think the middle ground is much larger than you are giving credit for, and maybe I'm not giving racists enough, you know, maybe I'm willfully ignorant and denying that there's more racism out there even though i fully admit you know as a white guy i'm on the inside i know there's racism out there because i talk to people after shows who come up to me and like hey i got a near joke for you and i'm like all right hey why don't you talk about and they say this to me like i took a guy on the road and he was stunned he he was stunned i took him on the road and he said so i'm talking to this guy and his like within the first minute he's like you don't like niggers much, do you? And he's like, uh, that's how you open a conversation? And I'm like, well, welcome to America. Like, he was in his 20s, so he hadn't really experienced much of it. So I know it's out there, but I do have faith that the middle is still the largest, where it's, you know, just people that want to live life and aren't, you know, so extreme on either side. All right. I, I agree with you 100% because as much as I say all this, I have I have another thing that I will add to it in a moment. Uh, Before we go too far, I do, do you have a one-sentence answer for when you say what is wrong with Dylan Roof and the guy in Florida whose name I don't know and I don't want to know because they, they get famous by I being mean, known as, it, like, it's, yeah. the, is it the disconnect? What you're saying is we can look at them and say, wow, they shot all those people, but I, I, I wear, I, they're just asshole shooters it's, who no, I do believe. It, it's here's what here's what it comes down to, is that I'll give you a, a very long short answer, right? What it comes down to is a simple fact that in this country we have what is we think of in this country like a yin and yang, right? Good, bad, black, white, good, evil, all this other stuff. We 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 bring all the races down to to two people, white and black, and everything in the middle doesn't matter, right? And what we've created is a situation where black people represent everything that is bad about this country and white people represent everything that is good about this country. So in order to be good, you have to be more white, right? To be closer to the white ethic means you are then good. If you are closer to the black ethic, it means you are then bad. Except that white people for centuries have been sneaking into black communities the minute the lights go off to learn music, to hang out, to do all this other stuff, right? So it clearly shows that there's a desire for this 
the, the for white people to know this other part of themselves. And so they go to black people to learn it. The reality, though, is that your own culture is rich, full of your own pain and suffering that you guys can draw from to create this kind of whatever it is that gets created from the pain and the suffering. But because of white people's inability to see... Only if you're Polish or Irish. Except, except, well, theoretically, but but here's the thing, right? Like, if you... Come on, that was a better joke than you gave it credit for. I did like it. It was good. (laughs) But, like... But, like, you know, if you grow up believing that fundamentally what is white is right and what isn't, and that everything that white people do must be justified by the sheen of goodness, as much as everybody can look at it and say that's not true, we glorify Charles Manson. Right? He's a genius. Right? The Remember the DC sniper? Here's a perfect one for you. The DC sniper. He's a genius. He's eluding the police. He must have special forces training. He must be this mastermind criminal, blah, 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 blah. Oh, he's a black guy? Or he has oh, he a nephew must, in a trunk and a car. Right. right. Or he mu- but if he's a black guy, he must just be crazy and shoot people, right? Now, was he just crazy and shot people? Of course that's what he was. But that's what every white guy who does the same thing is also. But somehow they've mythologized this idea of whiteness as being incapable, American whiteness, right? To say you're an American white male means something. Right. That that saying that I'm an American, it means something. Right. But what does it actually mean? It doesn't actually mean anything. It doesn't mean any more than when a Canadian says they're Canadian or a Frenchman says they're French or a Nigerian says they're Nigerian. By being born in this country, that doesn't imbue us with magic powers. Right. How can how can Americans as a group of people say that English, Irish, Scots, Germans, and everybody else are stupid because as Americans, we're all better than them, right? But this country's made up of English, German, Scots. It's like, what? Who, who says that kind of dumb shit? Like, this country's made up of the very Europeans we now think we're better than. It's absurd. It's absurd. And it's that kind of absurdity where we have the, this inability to look at ourselves objectively. It's that inability that holds us back as people. Well... Again, I have to push back on you. I don't think you're giving him enough credit because Trump won with a minority of the popular vote. And so I do agree that there are people that are absolutely patriot, NRA, bullshit. But I also think that there are a lot of people out there that are not like that. And I bump into into both sides. I bump into the complete... you're not taking into consideration the liberals. You assume that when I say this, what I mean is... Oh, I I fucking hate the liberals more than... Right, but but you're... you're, I live in Iowa City, and my joke about Iowa City is, you fuckers are the reason people vote Republican. Right. I mean, right, like, like, listen, the social justice warriors are equally as racist as the people who aren't. The people who are running around grabbing onto to blackness as if it's like some trend, as if someone can act black or do this or do that, they're equally as Oh, God, as oh, God, oh, God. I'm thinking of, uh, you're, you'll like this one. You'll probably be the only person that gets this. <laughs> I'm thinking of... Uh... Uh, I don't see black or white. I see gray. Right, shades of gray. I, oh my god. I, the right. and uh, I wish I could remember her name. Uh, I can't. The but the movie Soul Man. Yeah. So, so yeah, few people the, saw it. And then at the end, she said, "I don't see red or white. I see shades right. of pink or some pink shit." And she's right. dating. She's got right. the Native American. Right. Exactly. Right. Her. It's absurd. It's absurd. She was a social justice warrior before her time. Right. That, that character. Right, but that kind of idiocy. 
and that kind of like lack of clarity right like when what sometimes what we call racism is just majority politics that's what it is white people make up the majority of things in this country so therefore the majority of things in this country are going to cater towards white people not because white people are racist but because they're the majority that's how it goes right and so that's not racist that's just what it is here's here's the point at which it got really interesting for me though all this racism stuff whatever like i've been black my whole life so like i've been dealing with this shit since i was a kid you know what i mean like literally like black or children earlier, since you were a baby I mean, literally right like I'll, I'll give you a perfect example right here's something for me you remember that blue-eyed test right the woman jane something or other the teacher said oh i'm gonna discriminate with the children i'm gonna take the, yeah, the, the yeah, brown-eyed yeah, yeah. kids yeah. and give them for blah 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 so i was in a classroom that did that i must have been seventh grade something like that eighth grade and they did this and all the white kids are like oh my god this is terrible and everybody's so upset about it and i'm like oh my god you guys are so soft. I was in eighth grade, and I fundamentally, by eighth grade, already understood why, that they were that their inability to deal with that was ridiculous <laughs> because I've been dealing with it my whole life. And they have, and that's the thing. Here's the idiocy of it, right? When when black when my great grandmother was working in some white woman's or white man's house and going, yes sir, no sir, of course, boss. Oh, that's right, boss. Oh, you are so smart, boss white people believe that she was being serious. That's the problem right there, is that when we look at history... Well, we've talked we, about this. I'm old enough to remember you know, seeing history books that said the slaves was a happy people right. singing their songs in the field. Right. I, exactly. I read those words right. as a kid. And, uh, but the they didn't problem, make sense to me because I, I was reading them in a majority black school going, huh? Right. And there it is, right? And so this is, this is, and I will say this, is that this is not your problem. This is your saving grace, but also your biggest problem, is that you fundamentally do not believe the nonsense you've been taught. You just don't believe it, right? You have friends who are black. You have colleagues that are black. You have all kinds of people that are black, and you know enough black people to go, my God, all of these stereotypes are not true because most of the black people I know are actually not like any of these people at all, and that's most of them, and I know a good number of them, so maybe this isn't true. So you haven't maybe done that consciously, but unconsciously, you have undone a lot of the stuff. You'll see ridiculous things on TV and go, that's just absurd. That's not how black people act. I know dozens of black people, and none of them do that, and the only people I know who do that are poor white people. This is ridiculous, right? You can look at that and say that, and I think that because of that you walk into the world and kind of make the assumption that there's a whole lot of people just like you and I think that you grew up in a black neighborhood and you went to school and you you were learning these things in an environment that showed you the hypocrisy of them at a young age and then walked through life with that most people didn't do that they just didn't do it so that's interesting that that's my blind be, spot is right is, I that goes back to something you said a, a while ago, and I've been guilty of it in this conversation, possibly, probably, is uh, up front you said you read uh, and, and watch and I, you know, the, the things that reaffirm what you believe, and it could be that I just seek out people that, you know, I, I, I don't seek out the, the white trash racist clan member because I don't want to hang out with them or someone, you know. Right. So I, I could be just looking at the world through my social circle, which is, yeah, but it, we, don't, we don't give a fuck about anything. I mean, sure, we, we discriminate against Eskimos because fuck Eskimos. But beyond <laughs> that, we're course. pretty fairly easygoing. Right. 
and and therein lies the real problem and that's the that is the beauty that you guys miss i'm going to tie this into something really positive in a second right so what happens is that as a black person I've read Emerson and Thoreau and this person and that person, but I've also read Baldwin and Du Bois and Hansberry and County Cullen and blah, 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 right? So I get the benefit of white intellectuals who are brilliant people and black intellectuals who are brilliant people. I can go over to Africa, the co the country of Africa, and I can read Chinue Achebe or I can read some shit by some guy from Cuba or some guy from Mexico because I don't believe that Europe is the center of all civilization. So I'm able to, as a result, tap into the beauty and richness and intelligence of everybody's culture and use that to enhance my life. That is. The I, I do feel the need to tell you that Africa is a continent, not a country. I know. Of course. I appreciate that. See, yet again, educated. Just, right? <laughs> I'm just, I just right. don't want our listeners to think that I'm going to let that one pass. Like, right. those dumb fucks. I'm going to stop right. listening now. <laughs> Africa, course. country. What assholes. Of and course. then they stop the right. podcast. Exactly. But, there, but there's also a whole bunch of people who went, wait, Africa's a continent? <laughs> when you said that, there's equally as many people who said that, right? <laughs> so you're welcome to those people who just f learned that, you know? Um, but you know what I mean? Like, so as a result, right, like when you take, even when you take white intellectuals, right, you take when people, oh, I forgot, I want to say it was Faulkner. I want to say, but I could be wrong. He wrote a story, and there's the, the, the black maid in the story, and she's talking to the white heroine or something, and she's talking about dying, and they go, Black, she says something like, oh, well, Missy, when you get to heaven, what are you going to do? And the black maid says, well, I'm sure there's work to be done in heaven, too. <laughs> and walks off, right? Because. That's actually very. Funny. Right. Now, here's a guy considered a brilliant writer. Right. And he is a brilliant writer, except when he writes black people, they're one dimensional. Right. And so here you have a whole group of people who think that this is the height of literature that and that black people only exist under the white gaze. Right. That when white people are not around, that black people do exactly what we do in front of them, which is not true. You know, that's not true just because when you get around a bunch of white people, you hear some black jokes. But you inject one black person in the room and everything changes. Right. Well, I saw I saw a documentary on this. It was years ago in the 1980s. There was a documentarian named Eddie Murphy who put on white uh, makeup and existed around right. white people for a while. It was a very interesting study of the difference. Exactly. Right. But now that's humor. And we think that's really funny. Right. But yet. That is exactly what black people believe. Black people believe that when we're not around, white people do some shit that's real crazy. The difference is... We do when, dance on public buses, or we would if we actually took a public bus. Right, exactly, if it wasn't just for colored folks. But, like, the real, the thing is that when white people... And Mexicans, think, don't leave them out. It's true, I'm being racist. The thing is that I think that white people believe that when black people are left to our own devices, we do exactly what you expect us to do, which is keep believing the same stuff we show you that we believe on a daily basis just to survive, right? They think my great-grandmother really liked that. That wasn't a survival mechanism for her to make sure that, that her daughter 
could be educated and then be more educated and then her kid could be more educated and then her kid and then me could come along, you know, two, three generations later and not have to do, do that. My great-great-grandmother was fundamentally aware of the fact that, like, saying yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am would mean that I might one day not have to do that. So she did that. She didn't believe what she said. She did it because it was a life. It was a life-saving skill, and people believe that that's not true. That's the fault. That's the problem. Is that if white people continue to stop, if they continue to not allow for the intelligence of everybody else's community to to in to to help with this country, there'll be a problem, right? It's like, it's like we're one big family, and the same the same parents that created the racist white guy created the lazy nigger, right? They created the racist cracker and the lazy nigger. They created the need for a KKK and a need for a black power group. The same country created the need for men to feel superior to women and women to feel subjugated and to feel like we're being oppressed And the same country that makes men feel like feminism is oppressive and tyrannical, right? It's like we're all children that have been raised by the same fucked up dysfunctional family and just because you guys were mom's favorite you guys believe it's true and instead of just believing that our parents are assholes you actually think they were right and they're just assholes and we are brothers and sisters and together if we work together because both of us are largely dependent upon each other right that we could actually make this country what it promises to be if we work together. Like, if we stop, if we start believing the stories that other people tell. That was the awareness I had, is that I can see the blindness of white people pretty obviously as a black man because I've lived through it. And then I started thinking, what if I have a blindness towards women that is equally as profound as white people's blindness towards black people. And I really started thinking about that and really started thinking about all the things that I say to women when they tell me their stories and I go, that's not true. And it's the same thing that happens when a white person says to me when I tell them about my experience with the police and they go, that's not true. I get pulled over all the time and that doesn't happen because the assumption is that what you experience, what I experience must be the same because it reaffirms that white people are no longer racist. But that's not true. My experience and your experience are remarkably different as mine with women. And maybe as men, if I start to take a step back and go, wait, how does patriarchy help me? And how do the ways in which I benefit from patriarchy make me blind to the ways in which I am inadvertently subjugating women? Because ultimately what it's like is it's like when you and your sister got into fights as a kid, you knew your sister had to forgive you so you could say the meanest, most horrific things to her because she had no choice but to forgive you, right? Heterosexual women are in the same battle. A heterosexual woman who finds men attractive and wants to get married and have children and do that whole thing, she's kind of fucked, right? Because she knows that men are totally fucked up and a bunch of fucking sexist assholes and all this other stuff, but yet she loves them and wants to have children with some of them, with one of them, and do this other thing. So she's got to take all this fucking nonsense while trying to educate men on how to be better to her. She also has to, she loves them and wants them to be better so that she can be, so she can have the man she wants. And yet, at the same time, while they're learning, she has to tolerate the learning, the bumps and bruises and bullshit. That's how black people feel. And me recognizing that made me re-examine my own behavior as it pertains to women and go, holy fuck. 
I'm probably the same. I'm blind as fuck to the shit that I do that pertains to women that benefits me greatly. So I cannot see it because I get so many benefits, right? Like every time some young white girl who plays bass does really well, there's a part of me that goes, yeah, but she only got that because she's cute and young and white, right? Now, that may be true, right? But does that mean that her music is less valid? Well, I was just going to say that it might have opened the door for her and gotten her one gig, but it's the talent that has the staying power. So right. if you see her on one gig and then you never see her again, right? then maybe you're right. But if you see her over and over and over again, right. then the staying power. But that could be said of anyone. I mean, absolutely. you've talked about image absolutely. in the past. Absolutely. Someone could say, he only got that gig because he's black and has dreads and a hip absolutely. look. and. And you've experienced that. We've talked about this where you were up against another bass player and you lost the gig and you, in a way, felt it was because you were just sort of a normal looking guy and he was crazy artist guy. Do you remember the story? Absolutely. I've also gotten gigs because I'm black with dreadlocks and I was not as good as the guy who should have gotten the gig. And I know I got it because of image. I'm absolutely right. So that that, that gets your foot in the door. That's very. But but here's the thing, right? Let me, let me, let me bring this full circle okay and then i'm gonna shut up for a minute okay so well we both will because we've been doing this 50 minutes and we're gonna uh, we're gonna test people's patience but i but i want you to close it out right so here's what i've realized right i'm just gonna play ebony and ivory at the end that's (laughs) all i'm closing it out i'm just gonna put that down in the background as as we fade into only did you make a hilarious joke you also dated yourself at the same time so like it's like a joke (laughs) that is an iq test and an age test because only people over the age of like 41 are going to get that joke in any way shape or form (laughs) i disagree it's timeless i think the kids are listening to it today (laughs) all right yeah you're right they are i think they're loving it yep (laughs) so here's what i realized right I know a lot of dudes who claim to not be sexist, who have women, who have girlfriends and wives and daughters and everything else, who refuse to be bossed around by a woman. I know musicians who consider them artistic and sensitive, who refuse to work in a band that is that is run by a woman. I know people who do not consider themselves to be those things, who will, who will read a book written by a woman about what she goes through and say she's lying, right? And when I take that into consideration and I think about all the beauty of all the cultures that this country denies entree into our mental space and how we handicap ourselves by not tapping into the richness of every community that is represented here, I also realize that as men, we do the same thing. Or I do the same thing, right? I don't mind having a woman as a boss. I don't really, that stuff doesn't really affect me. But there are things in my in my my personality makeup that are genuinely sexist that when i really examine them i realize they are rooted in remarkably sexist behavior and beliefs that somehow women are not capable of doing things that men are doing when i actually admit it and i love women and all kinds of stuff and my sister i think my sister and all the women i know in my lives are are equally as capable as men on the surface i fundamentally believe that but deep down right do i really believe that 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 you know, do what do I secretly believe that if if a woman pre-menopause becomes president and has her period, she might do something stupid? Do I believe that secretly? Maybe. Maybe I do, right? Well, I think the idea that was and I hate to keep going back to this as a source of 
it's not even a joke. <laughs> I think a lot of people said that about the Hillary Trump thing and the Trump presidency has shown, really, you, you think, and, and I know Hillary is, is beyond menopause and she, you know, she, she doesn't have that time of the month anymore or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think the idea that a woman could be more irrational than a man that's that's just been shot aside. Although there will people that will try and justify it and say, well, that's just Trump. And in a way, it is just Trump because we will never hopefully see this level of crazy again. But uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I, I just that uh, I, I there there are people that will feel that way. But hopefully that's that's I think it's I think it's all changing. I think we're in a time of flux right now where I think I think. Progress is made in millimeters, not miles, and people want Absolutely. you to to sprint immediately and see all this change. And what happens is it's incremental. And I do feel that it gets better. Um, and and Obama said it when Trump the next day after the election, where he said, "Sometimes you think history is moving in this direction, but it zigs and it zags." But that. It feels like regression, but that's just one segment. There's another segment of the population that is still progressing, and we can drag the Neanderthals kicking and screaming, or they will just fall to the wayside and fuck them. Yeah, my, I agree with you 100%. I think you're right. And I think that's really what it is. That's my whole point about all this is not that we are separate and that white people are bad and black people are good and blah, blah, blah. It's just the opposite. It's that we're all bad and we're all good, that we all have the capacity to do that, that we are all one fucked up family, that the truth of the matter is that the only person who actually understands the American white person is the American black person because we are brothers and sisters. Literally, this country created both of us, which is why white people don't really understand Europeans, right? Like we look at Europeans like they're a little weird because we're Americans. We are not the same as them. We are like, and I'm not saying that we're better or worse. What I'm saying is that America is a remarkably young country with a rich and tortured and terrible and beautiful and amazing history. Well, I'll I'll say it that the Europeans are just, uh, I'm going to give them a little edge on better in some places. I mean, I think they figured some things out because they've had a lot more time to figure it out. It's what you just said. Change moves slowly. This country is a couple hundred years old. Their empires are thousands of years old. Right. Like you look at look at China, just thousands of years old. Right. Like they have thousands of years to work this shit. Yes out. and no. They they yeah. are old, but they are also young in the sense that Chinese communism is sure. young and Absolutely. they are still figuring that one Absolutely. out, especially with the the revelation realization announcement the, within the past couple of days that their president now can be president for life. Uh, they were, they're not going to hold another election or maybe they will. Not. I, I think I can't remember if it was just term limits or if they said you can only be you know president of China for two terms like it is in America. I'm not positive, but they just made the announcement like, ah, we kind of like this guy. We think he's going to stick around. It's like, oh, that's that's no longer really a president, isn't it? Or kind of like Putin in Russia, where it's like he's technically not president right now, but he's calling all the shots. You don't you don't even hear of the name of the president of Russia because I mean, who is, Putin has said. Does anybody even know who the president of Russia is other than I, Putin? I like, can't think of it. It's real. just he's the guy behind this. He's pulling all the strings. So it, for all de facto purposes, it is him. Yeah. I mean, that, that the, the beauty of this country, this is the one thing we have figured out, right? <laughs> we have figured out 
that it's best to change the puppet from time to time, right? Like the Koch brothers and all these people actually run the country, but they are just smart enough to know that if they put a different puppet up every couple of years, we'll keep getting mad at the puppet and not get mad at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, really, like that's what they've done. They figured out the way that they can do the most heinous and atrocious things they want to do, put it on the feet of the president, not the country, right? As a country, we go to war, we smash things, we, we blow people up, and take their shit routinely it's what we do but we as an americans blame the president even though we reap the benefits of all the shit that this country does in every other place where we go piss all over we as americans reap the benefit you, you we think we're reaping the benefits yeah. of having spent a trillion dollars in afghanistan i no. i don't see it i mean i think <laughs> well i mean it depends on why we were actually there if we were actually there to secure a better foothold for us to get oil and keep our gas prices under five bucks then yeah that's like no, that's why we went to Iraq and that didn't happen right. either. Right, but you know what I mean? Like, like everywhere else in the world, for years and years, they've been playing paying three, four, five dollars a liter for gas. We've been paying a dollar a gallon. There's a reason for that. Ah, not Venezuela. What does Venezuela pay for gas? I don't know what like, they pay for gas. <laughs> I, I read recently it's like 20, 30 cents or something silly like that. Right. But then the reason I use that as an example is obviously because they are just shit fucked gone they're they've right. collapsed they are right. you know now they're losing oil workers because they're literally not figuratively they are starving and the article i read like they they can't they don't have the energy to go to work because right. they are they they, they drink <laughs> cornmeal mixed with water that is a meal for them that uh, is their yeah. dinner is cornmeal mixed with water but but anyway i yeah. we i think we've solved the world's problems today um, we have i i, I, really... I think we should give ourselves a pat on the back i think absolutely. we're good people and absolutely uh, Hugs and all that sort and of stuff. And all that stuff. Yes. Indeed. All righty, sir. That was We're lovely. not like the people we've been complaining about, so nah. um, I, I'm. This is. I hate what I'm about to say because it's pure ignorance. Is it antargoodwin.com or barrettgoodwin.com? Uh, it's probably antargoodwin. Antar, yeah. Yeah, antargoodwin.com. Antargoodwin.com, nathantimmel.com, and hopefully by the time you hear this, no, this is going to come up soon. All right. Uh, the as I told Jake on the actual podcast the other day, my wife is insane in the most wonderfully beautiful way. I asked her to add a button to my website, and she went, hmm, and then tore it all down and is rebuilding it from the ground up. So it looks fucking amazing, but right nice. now it's not ready. It's not live because it's... But uh, but soon, listeners, soon, NathanTimmel.com will be an amazing website, and I owe it all to my wife. Indeed. All right. Check us out. Tell people to listen to us. Tell, yes. Say, hey, I heard these two shitheads talking about race like they know what they're talking about. Or at least <laughs> exactly. one of them did. The other just made smart-ass remarks because he's a white guy <laughs> and shouldn't be allowed to talk about race because he's a racist, as all white men, patriarchy. But, exactly. uh, yeah, say nice things about us on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell your friends. And thanks for listening. Yeah, indeed.